you are listening to Apricity. Apricity means the warmth of the sun in the winter. My hope is that this podcast feels like a cup of tea on a cold winter day. My name is Sion Camille. I am your host. Today, I am joined by my angelic friend, Sam Lucy, who is a creator, lover of all things holistic wellness. You may have seen her amazing recipes on TikTok. She's a writer, a mushroom aficionado, and most of all, as she puts it, a deep feeler. In today's episode, we go deep into talking about how mushrooms have helped heal her, creating new neural pathways, witchcraft and cooking, masculine and feminine energy, and shedding old versions of ourselves. This podcast is really one truly from the heart. We did not plan anything we talked about. We just chatted and it was such a beautiful and very healing conversation to be a part of. In this episode, you can just feel the joy radiating off of both of us. We're laughing the whole time. I was smiling the whole time I was editing it. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. I got Sam a matcha to enjoy while we record, and it really does not taste good. Do you want to do a live taste test? Wait, are we starting? Oh yeah, we started. (laughs) (laughs) I literally just walked in. I honestly like it. You do? Yeah, that's yummy. I can handle a matcha that tastes like dirt, but the combination of adaptogens is what really does it to me. It's a little bit like erythritol Yeah. It's like they tried to sweeten it, but it like didn't quite work yeah. out. <laughs> Wait, I would really like to start out with us both eating one of my brownies. I just had a cookie before. <laughs> You're so sweet for bringing it. Oh my God. I've been eating the whole thing myself, so I needed to bring them. (laughs) But they have psychedelic mushrooms in them, so it's just like a tiny, tiny little microdose. How did you do that? Wait, wait, wait. First, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm in the studio with Sam. I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hi, I'm Sam. I am a multidimensional creature. That's really... That's really it about me. I, I'm a lot of things. If we're going <laughs> to label Sam, <laughs> we're going to put her in a box. She's a creator, but I can't. E- I couldn't even begin to try to describe what you do online to someone. And I feel the same way about myself. I've just worn so many different hats online and just in the way that I show up. And now it's kind of just like, I'm a deep feeler. I'm just somebody who has a lot of feelings and likes to write and share the things that I'm passionate about, whatever that means for me that day. Sometimes sharing about hormone health. Today it was a psychedelic brownie recipe. Sometimes it's talking about Sagittarius men. Ovulation (laughs) energy and Sagittarius men energy are uncannily similar. What would can we go through each phase and what each one? Would oh be? my god, I would. I'm thrilled that you asked. Follicular energy and Aquarius men energy, the same, and like with these, there's no real explaining to do. No, it's just a deep knowing. <laughs> Luteal phase energy. Pisces man. Pisces man, exactly. 
if your hormones are balanced, it's like a healthy Pisces man who has done his work, you know, and he's like a deep king. And if you are hormonally imbalanced, it's giving Aries man more so. When you're on your period, Cancer man. We love a Cancer man. We really love a Cancer man. It's just like somebody who's just like chill and can sit back and just relax and also feel sometimes it can be tumultuous but (laughs) most of the times it's just like smooth and romantic I've been thinking about this recently when I was less healthy I was attracted to less healthy men I liked really like skater boy-esque like doesn't take care of their body probably hasn't drinking water in three days (laughs) (laughs) when your body is healthy you're attracted to people who look healthy absolutely it's it's a must it's it's a value because it's just the way that you feed your vessel and the way that you just approach life I feel like having somebody who looks at it in a similar way is so important I'm the same I think it's like if your hormones are balanced hormonally your body wants to procreate with someone who is also healthy were you on birth control as well yes yeah That's a thing. That's a complete thing. When you are on birth control, it messes with your hormones in a way that you can't sense pheromones. And I'm sure that you know this as well. Your body doesn't detect pheromones that match yours and that you're actually attracted to. It like inhibits your sense to be attracted through pheromones. So you are attracted to people who are oftentimes not a good match for you. And A lot of times when people go off birth control, they realize that about their partners and they just like stop being attracted to them. And I actually had that exact experience with my boyfriend two boyfriends ago (laughs) where I was on birth control for so long and then I got off of it and I was like, ew. How did you get into hormone health in the first place? Like, how did you find your way towards this? Have you always been this way? Oh, my God. Absolutely not. I found this path out of necessity because I was so sick of feeling so unwell and feeling like nobody could give me answers. I really just found it on my own accord when I was like, I am at rock bottom emotionally, mentally, physically, and just the way that I feel. And there has to be another way. And I think that that's the case for a lot of people. And I feel so blessed to live in this information age where it's like anything that we want to know and discover and learn how to do, we really can do it. So I always say, you know, of course, I'm a multidimensional person and I just share what has genuinely touched me and helped me from the bottom of my heart and at my core and hormones And hormonal balance and cycle syncing and all of that is like the number one thing that changed my entire life, my health, my body, my mental health, just allowed me to fall in love with myself again because I had a really long tumultuous road with my body and the way that I looked at it. When I learned about the cycle and cycle syncing and just the importance of living our lives based on our periods, I was finally able to view my body as like this beautiful life-giving thing as opposed to something I had to just make smaller and control and force and kind of like fit into a box and instead I could just flow and take care of it in a really mothering and nurturing way. 
That was so beautiful. <laughs> I feel the same way. I was so shocked when I realized, oh, my body is cyclical. Mm-hmm. It has its own seasons. Every time I'm in my darkest depression, weirdly, always the day before my period, that it's actually just my body having its own internal seasons. I think because we're not provided this education when we're young, a lot of people are just like, I have to rough it. When I'm on my period, I have to force myself to go do a ton of things and live at the schedule that is not made for my body. And then once you receive the information and you're like, wait, when I'm ovulating is maybe the time that I should go to the studio to record a podcast (laughs) or go on a first date with someone. Yeah. And then when I'm in my luteal phase, that's a great time for me to turn inwards and reflect. It is just the most beautiful and liberating thing that I've ever experienced. And I get excited to live (laughs) because of my cycle. And just to experience the waves and the flows of how I'm feeling and really, really listen to myself and tap into it. I always say this too. I I remember getting a question from someone where it was like, okay, well, what if there are certain things that we can't plan our lives around? Like, what if my wedding day falls on when I have my period and I can't change it? Or I would change it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would be like, everyone. Hey, everyone. It's pushed back two weeks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for when I'm for when I'm ovulating. <laughs> yeah. But I think a big part of knowing your cycle, too, is distilling down the gifts of each phase, regardless of, you know, what you have to do. So most of the time, I would plan my dates and my things where I have to be outward and more fun in ovulation. But if something did happen to fall on my period, I would know that the gift of my period is that the right and left hemispheres of my brain are in the clearest communication during that time. And my intuition is the strongest when I'm bleeding. So I have this deep sense of wisdom that I can bring into every situation and any social setting as well. So I might not have the energy to get up and dance on the table like I would when I'm ovulating and stay out until 2 a.m., but I could have the energy to like deeply drop in with someone and give them some life-changing intuitive advice because I'm like a clear vessel. And so I think it's just really empowering too to look at it in the way of, okay, what's the gift of each phase and how could I apply it regardless of where I have to be? So true. Ultimately, we can't micromanage where we have to be at all times. We can't say, oh, I'm going to completely just rest mm-hmm. when I'm in my luteal phase. I, I would like to, but the world we live in, it doesn't work that way. But you can lean into it and you can be more gentle with yourself too. Mm-hmm. For example, I always get really bloated a few days before my period. And I'm like, babes, don't force yourself to wear something tight. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't, we won't feel your best doing that. And that's not where your body's at. And that's okay. Yep. It's so real. It's so <laughs> real. It's so, and, and it's like, yeah, then the non-judgment piece of that too. It's like our bodies change every single day. The way that they look changes every day. Just that gentle approach to myself and my body has helped me so much. I had a friend say to me the other day, how did you get over your body stuff? Like I still look in the mirror and I can't 
love myself or I just, when I look different than I want to, I just struggle so much. And my answer with that is it always comes back to cycle syncing and my hormones. I'm like, my mantra and my affirmation is like, I give my body the grace to go through what it needs to go through. And by doing that, it has shifted my mental state tenfold. And I I feel like my it's allowed my body to follow suit and I, I feel so at home in my skin because I just continuously allow my sh- myself to shift and, and evolve. Whatever phase you're in. And it, your body responds because anytime you are being mean to yourself and your mental state is like, oh, I look so bad and X, Y, and Z, like we know this, it, it reflects, it actually shows up. So the more you can, even if you're like, I don't even believe this, look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I love you and you look so beautiful and I respect you and support you in any way that you want to look, you will be fucking glowing. Like you really will. (laughs) It's so true. And it's a practice, right? Like the first few times you talk to yourself like that, you might feel silly, but the more you repeat something over and over and over to yourself, the more your brain is like, okay, I accept this. This is true. And for me, that's how I've cultivated gratitude for my life. That's how I've gone from looking at my life as something to run away from to being something that I celebrate. Normally, when I'm stuck in traffic, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm stuck here in traffic and there's nothing to do. But when you learn to just like shift your mindset around things, oh, I'm stuck in traffic. I get to listen to this album I haven't heard yet (laughs) or listen to a podcast or call an old friend. You know, it's all about your perspective of everything. Amen. And shifting that. Speaking in perspective. Okay, first, just say, I want to say your sun, moon, and rising before we're like 40 minutes deep. (laughs) Um, Thank God you asked. Yeah. My sun, moon, and rising. I'm a Pisces sun, a Capricorn moon, and a Gemini rising. And it's both Gemini risings. We're both Gemini risings, and I'm a Capricorn moon, and Sion's a Capricorn sun. And I just, I love that because it's like a reflection. I understand your internal life and landscape and like the way that you think and your moods and like your inner self. And you understand my ego and my identity. Oh, I mean, vice versa. Vice versa. Because you're a Capricorn (laughs) sun and I'm a moon. So like you see me and I can feel that you see me and I see you. And it's like just this beautiful mirror. And that's the same with any sign. So if you look at someone's birth chart and you see that maybe their Venus is in Libra and your son is in Libra, it's like you understand the way that they love and the way that they want to receive love because that's your natural state of identity. All of it's just a mirror and it's so cool to look at the ways that we mirror each other. This is getting off on a tangent, but I have a friend who's a musician And he always gives me this analogy, like every single person has a chord or a note that they resonate at. And it doesn't mean that the chord is bad if you don't enjoy the sound of the chord. Like if I'm a C chord and you're a G chord, every time we're played together or every time we're in the room together, it's like this beautiful resonance and harmony and it just sounds fucking great together. But if it's like a, and I'm I'm just getting into music, but if it's like a F 
sharp minor nine whatever like and you're a c chord and it just doesn't sound good together it doesn't mean that it's a good or bad chord it just means that you're in dissonance you don't resonate it's like the law of frequency and so tying it back in with astrology it's the same exact thing it's like our birth charts are just these reflections of who we are and our resonance and our vibration and our energy and we can use them as tools to mirror each other and look back at each other and be like oh what do I see in you that's also familiar to me and how can we amplify each other's gifts or how are we actually not meant to work together in this way in this life if we have something that's super out of harmony and so I just find it so fascinating it's just all ties together so beautifully and it's so interesting you say that because I am a Pisces Jupiter which I think is how you dream Mm. and so I always love the way that every Pisces I meet the way they look at the world they see my (laughs) starry-eyedness and they just like they understand it no dream is too big (laughs) (laughs) I love that I love that perspective I have a Pisces stellium So that means if you have four or more planets in a sign, and that's just like the energy is amplified of that sign. Okay, let's talk about mushrooms. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to. My favorite thing. Talk about expansion. Yeah, let's talk about expansion. (laughs) You, is this your first time psychedelic baking today? Yeah, so I'm amped about this. I just, I, I actually got this download in a meditation and I just does this happen to you where you just see something so clearly and you're like this is so random to have a vision about I saw it all I saw like the font and the way that the font needs to like spin in and the and the intro and I was like oh my god this is exactly what I'm gonna do something that I'm working on and right now it's a Pisces full moon today and tonight so something that I'm really calling in for this is consistency for myself. So this is like a verbal commitment that I'm going to be really consistent about it and keep baking psychedelic things and making videos of it. My thing is I need people to give it to because I'll just eat all of it. And that's not the best if it has psychedelics in it, you know. It feels better, even if you're baking something that's not psychedelic, to give it to someone. I used to bake probably two or three times a week like I was so into baking but that was when I had a roommate and my dad lived nearby and Cole lived in the same apartment building and I could just give my baking to people around me like it's like you go and watch the most beautiful sunset you've ever seen right Mm -hmm. but there's no one there to enjoy it with you it's not quite the same love is not the same when it's not shared that's so real. It's it's the same with everything. It's like traveling and and just beautiful experiences that you can have. It's incredible on your own, especially when you, you know, take something from it and can transmute it into art. Like that's what I love about solo travel. And it has to be sharing with the right person who also understands. And it's like a reciprocity because there's nothing that disheartens me more than like sharing a dessert. Like my... organic adaptogenic highest quality mushrooms with made with so much love (laughs) and I share it with somebody but they're like 
I don't uh. like gluten-free things. Right. <laughs> you're like, and I poured uh, uh, my heart and soul into yeah. this. And like your heart is just crushed. Yeah. So it just, company is everything. It's, it's like witchcraft a little bit. It's absolutely witchcraft. And that's that's the way that I look at cooking. I used to be a private chef and do like private chef gigs in my hometown and deliver food to families. And um, I would I would literally do witchcraft. You are a witch if you practice anything that has to do with the elements, fire, water, like even blowing out birthday candles. That's witchcraft. Wishing on a shooting star. Witchcraft is just the belief in magic that sprouts from the natural world and the elements. It's not some scary, like crazy thing that, I mean, it can be. It totally totally could be just because it's so powerful. But being a witch to me is like saying a prayer into the food that I'm eating and nobody knows about it. And then like going and delivering it to them or like the baking. And I'm like, (laughs) you don't know that you just got blessed with love (laughs) and abundance and joy and peace. (laughs) I do the same thing when I cook for people. Like it just like you can pour so much more than just the ingredients into it because everything carries an energy. Completely. When you walk into a room, you can feel the energy of a room. I don't know, just sometimes you feel the energy of a place and it's not explainable, mm-hmm. but it's it's there. And so when you do that with food, I'm sure people recognize that when they're consuming it. Completely. And it doesn't even have to be like an out loud prayer of like love and blessings into this food. It, it could just be like you listening to jazz and dancing around your kitchen and smiling when you're making it. Like that's putting your energy and your love into it. And it's so different than like eating at a restaurant where the chef is like pissed and so angry and is like screaming at everyone and then like rushing out the food. Like you're also going to consume that energy as well. Right. Right. That's so cool. You used to be a private chef. How is your heart feeling today? My heart today is feeling very nostalgic, but also just expanded and full. I am bleeding today. I feel really like I could tap into anything. You know what I mean? Yes. Where you're like, I could be really sad if I wanted to. Or I could like be filled with so much bliss and joy and like keep it light. So I think that I've just been moving towards that. And it's so good to tap into all of it. Like when you have the time and the space and you're like, you know, I really want a good cry. And I really want a good, like, unarchiving of this past relationship and to, like, get really sad and look at all the pictures and feel and cry and write letters. And then you let it go. And then life goes on. You hold it in your heart and make art out of it. A lot of the best art has been made as a result of hurting. And the way you grow closer to yourself is through hurting, I think, a lot of the time. Is that why you dyed your hair? <laughs> <laughs> it looks so beautiful. Yes. When you posted that photo, I was like, wow. Uh, thank you, sister. Yeah, it is. Well, I was also in a luteal existential crisis. And I was like, I hate the way that my hair is right now. Like my bangs are growing out and I just needed a change. I always do something different, whether it's like get a spontaneous tattoo 
or dye my hair or purge my closet and go to Goodwill and start over if I need to go through a change and just shed something and just become like really become an up-leveled version of myself. And I try to do that. I feel like I just naturally go through that cycle of like up-leveling one of the systems in my life once a month. And I, I think that it's also related to our cycles too. I get really clear about all the different categories in my life, relationships, friendships, career, self-growth, spirituality, creativity, getting super clear about what I'm producing in those areas of my life and like what I feel really good about in those areas and how I feel I could improve. And then kind of like picking the ones that need the most improvement or the ones that like have been on my heart where I'm like, you know, I don't feel like I'm showing up in the way that I 100% want to in my work. So how could I up level that? And then kind of creating like a strategy plan I just find that that feels so refreshing and beautiful because I'm somebody who also struggles with discipline and structure and kind of like giving myself those specific goals. So when I can really do that, it feels like such a form of self-love where I'm like, okay, how could I feel better? I'm going to dye my hair. Like, how could I feel better physically? I'm going to dye my hair. And that just really gave me this up level that I needed because you really step into a new version of yourself when you look at yourself and it reflects your energy that you're yes. feeling and that you're moving towards. It's the fastest way to quantum shift into a different reality, I think. Mm -hmm. You can cut and dye your hair as many times as you need to feel like a different version of yourself. <laughs> yeah. I went through a phase this past spring where I cut and dyed my hair probably six times and I actually have a rule right now I'm not allowed to do anything to my hair <laughs> we're growing her out we're growing her out we're growing her out yeah. but I love that and I think that that's a really good tool for people to use like look at this area of life what is moving me forward because you have to look at the good too I think we have this like I guess as humans we're always trying to solve a problem yeah. and we're like how could I make this even better but then sometimes when you're always trying to improve something, you don't acknowledge how great what you have already is. So I think it's good to be like, okay, what's going good here? Mm -hmm. And then what's holding me back? Yes, that's such a good point. And, yeah. And doing all of the different categories and areas allows you to see like where you really are thriving and feeling the utmost amount of gratitude for that. Like in, in my friendships category, I'm like, there is nothing here for me to improve because this is like my top number one fulfilling heart-centered relationships with people who see me for who I am like 10 out of 10 100 out of 10 there have been times in my life where it hasn't been that and there's something that's out of integrity and I'm like oof, this relationship doesn't feel good and how do I shift it or have this hard conversation or let this go so it just changes every single month and like celebrating yourself and feeling proud of yourself when something is a 10 out of 10 and you're like fuck I love the way I look right now or like I'm killing it in in my romantic relationship or in my career or in my art or in my writing this makes me think of too I did this practice the other day on a call with my friend Sophie and she led us through this meditation where you're sitting down and I'll just walk you guys through this if you want to do this so 
you're sitting and then if you can close your eyes and see sitting across from you the most magnetic version of yourself. So really paying no mind to how old this person is. It's just, it could be you at 40 years old or it could be you at any phase of your life and just seeing yourself in your fullest splendor. Your fullest radiance. And just noticing your style. What are you wearing? That just really feels like you. And what does your hair look like? What does your energy feel like? What do you feel from this version of you? And even noticing what you smell like. Any scents in the air that come from this magnetic version of yourself. And so when she walked me through that, and you can open your eyes if you close them. (laughs) Yeah, just feeling that. Like feeling if you got any visuals from this person or any sensory experience. Just sharing my experience. When I was first walked through that, I could see this version of myself that was just so radiant and magnetic and I could smell her like I could smell the exact perfume and I'd never smelled that perfume before in my life and I was like I'm I'm gonna find this and I was it I have it's like a mix of like jasmine and like a really fresh scent I don't remember I'll have to show it to you it's called Dylan I believe it was this version of me that wasn't that far off and I was like oh all it would take was just up leveling was just becoming that version of me now and merging with her now and not looking at that as someone who was outside of myself. But it's like, how do I live every day as that version in front of me would? So I would live every day as that version by getting ready in the morning, by throwing out the clothes that are stained or don't fit me and getting things that feel really soft and comfortable on my body, by building up my ring collection because she was wearing like these sick rings from all over the world. And I'm like, she's so cool. And I could do that now and by dyeing my hair and by styling my hair in the way that I want by meditating every morning because her energy is like so radiant and peaceful and calm. So I think the more that we can kind of feel into this magnetic version of ourselves and realize that all we have to do is show up as that in the most micro, minuscule ways every day is really empowering. And I would love to know what you saw. That was so beautiful. It reminded me of this meditation I did probably four years ago. Four years ago when I was struggling a lot with eating and my relationship with food, I did this meditation and the woman leading it said, I want you to imagine you're sitting at a table with every version of yourself that you've ever been. Mm. So you at four years old, you at 10 years old, you at 15 years old. At the time I was 20, so you at 20 years old. And then imagine all of them just sitting there. What do they have to say to each other? And then imagine your highest self walking in. 
And then what does she look like? Which Sammy just walked us through. And I think that's the most powerful visualization because you can see maybe where a younger version of yourself is resisting, stepping towards her, where you feel like you're not enough, where you have lack. When I did this visualization, I saw this girl who had really long hair because I've, I've always had long hair my whole life. And then I just like went through this phase where I was like, I'm going to cut it off, whatever. But I think my highest self has long hair right now. And it's natural and curly because I have curly hair. And she just has this essence about her where she's very calm. She listens. She's not worried about anything. She's not worried about where she's going, what she has to do next. The highest version of you can exist at any age. Mm-hmm. And it's not outside of you. It is in you. And mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times there's like a trip up in that conversation. And that goes back to what you said. It's like always striving like I'm never enough like I'm not enough right now like this highest version of myself it's so far from me so it's such a distant thing but it's not it's quantumly if you can visualize a version of yourself it is it's already real that is the law of the universe it is already real anything you can visualize is already real and so the more that you can feel that version of you as an integrated part of your being instead of a goal that you're achieving, the more you flow. And I love that meditation so much. I could instantly just see all of those versions of myself. And I'm like, oh, the four-year-old's like whipping her head around like, whoa, <laughs> you're all so cool. <laughs> That's how you know you're headed down the right path in life (laughs) if 10 year old you would feel safe with you right now and would feel inspired by you right now then you're you already have it figured out you don't have to worry about anything god 10 year old me would be like wow you would be like that babysitter that (laughs) i'm 10 years old i would be like mom i want to be sammy when i grow up (laughs) That is that is the best compliment. <laughs> I feel the same about you. Oh. And that's just like goals, right? Mm-hmm. To be the person that a teenager or a 10-year-old or a tween or a little girl could look at and be like, wow, that's a really, really actually good example of how I want to be in the world and that's always what I strive to be and I love hanging out with teens and tweens so much and and just younger girls because of that I'm like it is just the most fulfilling thing in the world to be able to spread to you that you are worthy and that you are loved and that you are beautiful exactly as you are and those are the kinds of things that you remember from older girls, you know? I I believe that our paths are very specifically woven for a reason. So it's like every single thing that has happened to you in your life has happened to you to bring you to this exact moment right now and for you to be this exact person that you are right now. So it's like blessing that entire journey 
of your life, even if it was imperfect or bumpy and knowing that it was all on purpose for you to rise into who you were always meant to be and what you were always meant to give and share and embody. Do you ever have those moments where you're like, oh, this is why I went through all that? All the time. Yeah. Earlier, I brought up mushrooms. Yes. <laughs> we went on a tangent about going away from them. But I do want to talk about them with you just because I think there's so much misinformation about mushrooms. And I feel like you know a lot about them. Yeah. How have they brought good to your life? Mushrooms have truly been some of my greatest teachers in this life. And I just am such a proponent. As you can see, I'm baking things with them and just giving them to everyone. I always tell people that there are mushrooms in them. But I feel like the more people can do mushrooms, the more and quicker we will heal our planet and the world and our hearts. Because, gosh, they are just such an expanding experience. And what they do is, and I think why it can feel scary, is because they really do kind of remove the filters of reality that we live under on a day-to-day basis. And they deepen your experience of all of the senses. If you're going in on a, on a big mushroom trip and you're in a random scary basement in high school, surrounded by... the first time you did it? <laughs> You know what? I'm having a hard time. I was just trying to rack my brain for the first time. The first time I did psychedelics was when I was 18. I did LSD and on a beach, and it changed my entire life. It changed the trajectory of my life. Very cliche. Uh, just like saw God, spoke to God. I was everything. I was the ocean. I was the sand. I was the sky and the sun, and, and there was no body. It was just pure existence and every single problem that I had or trauma that I had faced in my life became trivial in that moment like it was all just perfect it was all just I, I could just see it and it's it's literally like your consciousness kind of zooms out of your body and just like dissolves into the fabric of the universe into everything you aren't yourself and so you're able to see all of the predicaments and all of the you know the mental chatter and these like loops of thought that just keep on going and you're really able to watch it and so that's that's the point of meditation too it's like you become the observer of your human experience of your thoughts that's exactly what mushrooms do and sometimes that can be really difficult because you have to face what's there yeah there's no not facing it but that is the most healing thing that you can do it's almost like you're walking in the dark and you can't see anything if you shine the light of your awareness on it it becomes less scary because you can see what's in front of you so that's really what mushrooms have done for me and that's kind of on a macro scale like they Every time I have like a macro journey, it just heals me beyond belief and just allows me to see 
really what I'm facing in my life. And it kind of gives me like an iOS upgrade. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like Sammy, Sammy 13.0 exactly (laughs) like every time I'm like oh shit like that's what I haven't been looking at and I just shine the light and I'm like okay what's here for me like what do I have to face and what do I have to see and I think that can feel scary but it's also the most liberating thing from a microdosing perspective it's a lot lighter than that and what I experience with microdosing is just this like vibrancy of all my senses so as a deep feeler I'm already someone who's super sensitive and when I microdose it just kind of heightens it in a really really beautiful and joyful way and a creative way and it just kind of like opens these different channels and especially intuitively like it it really opens that channel for me so when I'm creating or when I'm doing something like talking or in conversation or writing it just feels like such a joy that's so beautiful and I think that it's so cool how much research is coming out with using psilocybin to heal depression and I was someone who used CBD for my anxiety used I use it every day Mm -hmm. I use CBD every day for my anxiety and it just helped me become this clear channel of when I was trying to focus on something all of the chatter that would happen around one thought, like if I would have one thought and then I have like 60 thoughts stem off of it, it would go away. And I could so clearly think about what was in front of me, what was next. And it's really interesting how these are seen as taboo things. When I tell someone I take CBD every day, they're like, oh, so you're high every day. I'm like, no. (laughs) It's just like a little supplement. That helps your brain. And the best analogy that I've ever heard for mushrooms that I always think of, and I I believe that this is either from Fantastic Fungi. It is from Fantastic Fungi. So Michael Pollan talks about how our brains are like a snow-covered hill. (laughs) Not to quote Stevie. And... If you see my reflection. I thought about you bringing your guitar. I, I was, was like, going to. Bring it? Speaking of creating new neural pathways, that's what I've been doing by learning guitar. But anyway, so our minds are like this snow-covered hill. And our thoughts are like sleds that go down a hill. And most of our thoughts we think all of the time because we have these deeply ingrained neural pathways So if you are somebody who struggles with anxiety, you have a really, really defined neural pathway that causes anxiety. You have anxious thoughts. And it's like this sled keeps going down the hill over and over again, down that same path. And every time it goes down that path, aka every time you think the thought, that path just gets more deeply ingrained in the snow-covered hill. And so by the time we're adults, we have these really, really, really thick, deep paths that our brains just think all of the time. And that's why we oftentimes struggle to change our thoughts and to change our patterns. And having a profound psychedelic experience creates a fresh snowfall, creates a new snowfall. So snow covers those neural pathways and we're able to start new and have different thoughts that form different paths. And that's why a lot of people have 
been able to heal their depression and anxiety and all other sorts of things through these experiences. And the most important thing is your setting and also where you get it from, certainly. It's not just like something to get from a random sketchy. Where do you get it from? My absolute favorite company is Flodos, and it's created by my friend Austin, who just has the highest integrity. And what I love about it is that no one is allowed to touch the mushrooms if they're in a bad mood. Like, through the whole process, he's super, super clear about it. Like, everyone, from the people who package it, from the people who grow it, the most important thing is that you're approaching it with joy and that you are happy. (laughs) How do you know if a mushroom is in a bad mood? (laughs) (laughs) I think you can just feel the energy. The number one thing I would recommend is how does it make you feel when you're looking at it, when you're holding it in your hand? It's if you've ever gotten muscle testing, have you? Where it's like you hold something up and you push your hand down. You guys can't see me, but if you hold your hand like super firm and you press like as hard as you can and then you take your other hand and you press your hand down if your hand goes down like if I'm holding this drink and my hand like stays firm against my other hand pressing it down then this drink I can vibe with it I'm like this drink my body's accepting it but if it goes it's super interesting and I've had multiple energy healers and also my acupuncturist does this to me every time holding a supplement she's like does your body respond to this or not and then she'll press on my liver while I hold the supplement and if she pushes my hand down it's like I don't need that and then if it goes firm it's like yes that's that's it so I often do that I have like this really hippie friend who does this with everything like in the grocery store you'll be with him and he does Does it does he do it with women too (laughs) he's interested in yeah he just like grabs them and is like is this I mean it's like it's similar to a pendulum it's similar to anything where you're like asking a question but it's just using the intelligence of your body my other thing that I love is I do the fall forward or back test and if you're a deeply sensitive person who is attuned to energy you'll love this too it's like you stand up straight and you put your hand in your heart and hand in your belly and I would say is my name Sam And naturally, your body will fall forward or back. So if it's true, your body's going to fall forward. It's like you're falling towards it. And it happens all the time. We'll have to test it after. And then I would say, is my name Sion? And then I would, my body would just slightly, ever so slightly fall back. And so it's like, I do this a lot in the morning where I'm like, do I want coffee? Like, hi, body. And I do a couple questions to test true questions so I fall forward on the truth and then I'm like hey body do you want coffee today and then it falls back and I'm like damn it I really wanted coffee (laughs) but I like the taste of coffee (laughs) yeah but it's like will this serve you today Mm. and so I do this with a lot of things just tying it back in with mushrooms I think that it's important to just check in with how something like you can feel the vibe like it's not just an esoteric weird thing like you can feel the vibes of just about anything I feel the same way about alcohol and trying to explain my relationship to alcohol to people because sometimes it's just so is it my body is like absolutely no yeah. and I just listen to it and it'll be a month at a time I don't drink and then 
randomly, it'll be a yes for like a week straight. Yes. I love that. It's like there is no dogmatic approach to anything. It's like, how does it feel right now for me? And that's the only answer that you need. All wellness practices. I don't think anything should be a dogmatic practice. Absolutely not. We're always in a different season of our life. Yeah. And it's a really feminine approach to always be shifting as well. Not being rigid and not having this like deep sense of structure. Like I must wake up at 5 a.m. every day, do my breath work, followed by my meditation, (laughs) followed by my cold plunge. It's like. That's not health. No, like sometimes I'm bleeding out of my body (laughs) and I want to stay in bed uh, for a little bit extra and maybe I'll even bring my cacao in my bed. And maybe I can enjoy something too. Maybe I'll just have a little fun (laughs) and I will just do what makes me love my life and get excited for my day instead of like beating myself up. And that's, that is the patriarchy and the fitting into the the masculine structure of how things must be done, the rigid nine to five way, the rigid this is the diet to eat, no carb, keto, low fat way. Like this is the only way. That's a very masculine approach. Absolutely. We're meant to be more fluid. I find that for me, I always need more masculine energy though. Because I am such a feminine energy oriented person. Like it is very rare that I'm like, oh, I need to move slower. No, babes, we're we're moving pretty slow over here. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I love that you say that because I'm the same. I'm ca- I'm really I'm calling in the masculine structure yeah. right now. And I think that we have like a lot of we're the same. <laughs> I saw a new endocrinologist. Mm. And she's holistic. And she was like, what time do you get up every day? And I was like, well, I get up around. She was like, no, 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 no. What what time do you get up every day? I was like, well, it shifts. And she was like, no, you need to get up every single day at the same time because your body runs on a clock. Mm. And for your hormones, that's what you need to do. So this is what we're going to do. You're going to wake up every day at the same time. You're going to go work out. Whether it's you going for a walk, doing yoga, whatever, I don't care. You're going to work out. And then you're going to do two minutes of cold water. I was like, <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> like, But then I was like, you know what? She's right because it will give me more time to do other things. If I am on a schedule with, it doesn't take me more than an hour to work out. If I do it first thing in the morning, I work out, I'm done. It's out of the way. I don't have to think about it. And two minutes of my day in cold water. You can do it. I can do it. And it teaches me discipline and it resets my nervous system. And to run on that type of schedule is more masculine, but sometimes you got to do it. I love that you bring this up because this is such a point too, where it's like, we all have both of these energies in us. We just kind of swing towards one direction. So if you kind of think about the fact that you have an inner father and an inner mother within you the inner mother is like oh no baby like let's just like nurture you and like it's okay you can some up warm cacao whenever. yeah and some warm cacao and like you know you can like maybe you can put that off for today and that's really great like we want we need both of these things but then you also have your inner daddy 
who's going to be like, that's enough. (laughs) Or who's going to be like, I'm setting your clothes out for you. This is what you're going to wear tomorrow. And that has been the greatest lesson for me lately of stepping into this because I'm so in the mother and the nurturer that my life was slipping because I was kind of tending a little bit too much. Too deep in the feminine. Like there's nobody telling me inside of myself what to do or creating structure. And when I when I started tapping into that and hearing that voice like, this is what you're going to do. You are going to do this. I'm setting this boundary for you. And what also comes from that voice is like, I've got you. And I love you. And I'm going to take care of you. Yeah. And we're going to be okay. Like, we're going to fucking figure it out. We're going to do this because I'm setting up the structure for you. And I'm going to make sure that you're on time and that you are dressed and that you have done all the things that you need to do before you rest. That's really just having strong boundaries with yourself it's really important for us that's self-love right there and it's hard to accept that because you want self-love to always feel good you know i'm doing bubble bath this is self-love and that feels fucking amazing but for me being like okay we are going to take our magnesium we're going to do our skincare routine and then we're going to sleep we're not going to go on tiktok for three hours because not sleeping Is not self-love. No. And not doing the shit that you're here to do in this life also isn't self-love. And not creating the structures and, like, for me, like, not doing my taxes, that's not self-love. No. It's discipline and creating structure. It creates the container for us to be able to create. It creates freedom. It creates freedom. Discipline creates freedom. What I always do to kind of like soften the blow, anytime I do something really hard, I always give myself little treats, like little rewards. That's how dopamine works in our brains, though. That's genius. Yes. And that's what Julia Cameron says in The Artist's Way, too. It's like, you need to give yourself an incentive. Like, when you finish a fucking chapter of your book, have a little treat. We need our little treats. (laughs) Yeah. Some of my treats, Mm. my incentives for discipline, I'll share some. Okay. When I get up in the morning and get out of bed, put my workout clothes on, I get to have my coffee. Mm. So that's like my reward for after I get up. And then when I work out after, I get to go sit in the sauna Mm. (laughs) at the gym. Or if I don't go to the gym that day, I can take like a really luxurious shower or bath. So those are my morning ones. After I finish whatever work I really need to do that day. I get to go in nature and I have a little beverage. I make like fun little drinks. I'll mix in like magnesium with cherry juice and sparkling water or have a CBD drink. Have you had Dram? Yes. Oh my gosh. So good. So good. Something like that. And then midday I have something too. Like it's usually like a matcha or something like that. But some type of feeling like I'm treating myself after I have these like bouts of discipline. It could be like a square of chocolate it could be a cookie you know you have to give yourself something back after you invest time into yourself it has to be a reciprocal relationship so true what are some of yours I'm such a beverage girl I'm such a latte girl so it's like mine is like meditation and then cacao every morning my ceremonial cacao with 
maple syrup and vanilla and cayenne. It's like this spicy, delicious chocolate drink. It's the best I've ever had. Oh my God. I had it before the farmer's market that one day. Yeah. Sam invited me over for cacao and it had rainbow. Yeah. It it has like rainbow bubbles on it for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just like the highest vibrational thing ever. And then I'll have like a milky coconut milk, coconut water iced matcha. Like after I'll finish writing or like a an, an adrenal mocktail, like blending up some frozen mango and orange juice and salt and coconut milk and it just feels like the most rewarding thing to me sounds so good how did you get into all of this so for me cacao I started in 2018 or 2017 and it was just a part of my life every single day and a part of my meditation practice every single day because I just could feel that it just dropped me in so deeply to myself and my intuition and like just gave me so much energy without the kind of like frantic spike of coffee. And it, it just like deepened my meditation and intuition and visions and clarity. And I just really fell in love with it. And I studied that in depth after I fell in love with it myself. It's just been a tool of mine ever since. I'm so grateful for all of the lineages and indigenous people who have made it possible and granted us in America to be able to use this medicine that they've been using for hundreds of thousands of years for medicinal purposes and healing. It's a medicine and just drinking it at its purest form is something that I'm just so grateful to be able to do here in America and will just never take lightly or without gratitude. Like it's always just like a deep, deep gratitude. I love any sort of ritual that taps me into a state of reverence for whatever I'm working with whether that's like walking in nature and just noticing the trees and the birds and being in reverence for the outside world it's just the same with working with one plant and you can do this with a tea like even if you had mint tea every single morning or every night you can make it a ritual. How do we like tap back into what was just going on? So guys, we just got completely blown out. Like the energy was just too strong between us. It was like this cosmic force and everything just went and just turned off. But what I was saying was you'll get your heart broken when you live in this like open-hearted way, you'll get your heart broken and then that will really hurt. But then the next sort of awakening is coming to this transcendence of that. Mm. I think first comes the shutting down because you live with this wide open heart, this sensitive heart, and then you get hurt so many times that you're like, I can no longer be this way. And I can no longer have an open heart. Like I have to, I have to be more guarded or, or live closed off or turn more inward. And then I think comes this awakening where it's like, actually my job is not to shut this off because this is my gift. Like my sensitivity is my superpower and I actually can live this way. And even if I'm not received, it doesn't matter because I will be received by the people who understand me. And there are enough people who will understand me in this world and in this life that makes it worth it. So 
it doesn't matter who doesn't get it or, you know, who I give this love to and who I meet with this presence and they can't meet me back there. It doesn't mean that I shut it off for anyone. It just means that I take note and just know that if I continue to live in this way that is authentic and that is pure and that is my deepest expression of my heart, I will be met with my people. Thank you guys so much for listening. This was such a fun episode to record. Today's episode was completely from the heart, not planned at all, and it was just so special. So thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. I love you. I love you too. (laughs) Love your friend, Sion. And Sam.